Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. All right. Hello, everybody. Today, I have Camille Baxter. Camille, you're, where are you coming to us from? Um, today, I'm coming to you from Telluride, Colorado, but my home base, I kind of split time between Telluride and Chicago. Okay, gotcha. And we're laughing because we're both in our closets. So, <laughs> But Camille was a former communications executive, and she has turned her career into voiceover acting, right, Camille? Yes, yeah. All right. So a a mutual friend told me that I needed to talk to Camille because she's had this pivot and she's on an exciting new journey. So I can't wait to hear about it. Welcome, Camille. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Hope. Really glad to be here. Yeah. So I was looking at your website and your voice is amazing. So I was telling my husband about it this morning over breakfast and he said, do you think she really sounds like that in her... (laughs) you know, when she's talking to her husband or when she's, and I said, I don't know, we'll have to find out. So how in the world did you get into voiceover acting? You know, it was something that I kind of looked at years ago, pre-kids, early on in my career. Um, I looked at doing some performance, both on camera and voiceover and took a couple, had some conversations and investigated stuff, but never made that move. Um, I think part of that was, well, I know part of that was really based on, on fear, you know, and, and lack of confidence and what if I get rejected and, you know, how will I, how will I handle that? Um, so I really never investigated it. And so it kind of sat there at, I guess, somewhere in the back of my mind for years. And I had a great, I, I have had a great communications career. I've gone from, um, Fortune 100 to healthcare, you know, communications. I still um, teach marketing at, um, oh, in wow. healthcare marketing and and also nonprofit marketing. So I've had some really great experiences. Um, and when the the company that I was at last, which was a, a for profit healthcare company, uh-huh. um, was being purchased, was in the process of being purchased. And I was leading marketing and sales for them. Um, But what I really enjoyed was the marketing aspect and more the communication aspect. And what the organization needed Mm -hmm. was really that singular focus on sales. And so I started realizing that what they needed and what I wanted to do were kind of starting to diverge and Mm -hmm. go into different direction. And so I decided to... um, to leave at the time that that um, the organization was purchased and make a transition 
um, into, first I thought it was going to be more on camera acting. And so I um, started taking classes and um, this was a little over a year ago. Um, Started taking classes and um, really getting into, you know, looking at how I would start a career now as in commercials. I mean, that's kind of what I was looking at. And um, took a voiceover class as well and thought, wow, this is pretty interesting. Um, The pandemic hit. Yeah. um, And pretty much, at least initially, all the on-camera work just dried up. It just was nothing. You know, agents were not sure how to do that. And Mm -hmm. everything just kind of slowed down. And so I started um, taking more Zoom classes, Zoom-based classes um, in voiceover and found that I really enjoyed it. I really, I liked, um, I liked communicating a message and using my voice Mm -hmm. um, to, you know, to impact someone, that listener, to communicate an emotion or to get them engaged. Mm -hmm. And the complexity of doing that when you're not using your gestures, which I'm doing now, when you're not using your gestures, or expressions, um, I just found it fascinating. It is. And it kind of woke up, you know, kind of opened up that dream from a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. So I have so many questions. <laughs> All right. Back when you were like a kid, were you in plays? Did you think you may want to be like a child actor or you didn't really think about that till college? Um, you know, I did do some, um, I did do a little bit of acting like in camp and in mm-hmm. school and, um, but not a ton. Um, and I think part of it was, um, you know, just being, I think I, I allowed fear a lot to keep me from doing things and to paralyze me from doing things. So mm-hmm. I did do a little bit in college and it was actually after college that I did some improv and that, um, I did, uh, you know, started looking into voiceover. And then I kind of, because uh, I've always been in communications, I graduated and um, my undergrad is in um, mass communications. Okay. So I've always been in that realm. And so I kind of shelved all of that and then really focused in on, okay, now how am I going to build a career where I can support myself? And, yeah. and then that drove me down this path of a number of different um applications of communications mm-hmm. in different types of organizations. Um, but that performance or that desire to perform was always kind of there in the background, I think. But I was kind of like, oh, I can't do it now. I have kids or, oh, I can't do it now. I'm, you know, I'm too old or I'm, type, you yeah. know, it just, it was, it's too late. You know, there's too many other people that have been doing it for too long. And so I kind of had some of those messages until, um, you know, as I said, this situation started changing in my organization. I had um, just kind of that internal questioning as far as, you know, what next? I knew I didn't want to retire, retire, yeah. so to speak. Um, and um, I, I kind of decided, you know, why not try this? Mm-hmm. So if I don't succeed and and you know I guess what success if I don't succeed I still will have had some really interesting experiences yeah I will have learned something new so that I think I was and I was kind of finally at that stage where I was able to kind of let some of that fear um 
to kind of hold it to the side and say, yeah, this is kind of scary. And, you know, you've got to do a lot of auditions and a lot of times you don't hear anything back and, but also not allow that to overwhelm me and paralyze me, which I did at one time. Yeah. And when you were thinking about leaving your company, did you tell anybody what you were thinking or were you like, no, Um, you know, yeah, no, I, Initially, I was speaking to my, my husband and I were communicating about it. And I was kind of like, you know, I don't know what I want to do next. I started looking at some other jobs and started looking at other uh-huh. roles. And I thought, you know, I don't want to do another full-time role. Yeah. I don't want to, to go back into a, a large organization or, you know, corporation and kind of been there, done that. Yeah. So I started talking to him um, about my desire to, to reopen this up and kind of look at, at voiceover and, and performance, um, again, and he's very encouraging. Mm -hmm. And then I think I started, as I started investigating and kind of looking at that and going, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe I can do that. Yeah. I also started verbalizing it more to friends and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, they say, and, and I believe that when you, verbalize something and I'm going to do this and you Mm -hmm. put it out there more and more. It's like when you say it, you also hear it and start to convince yourself that yes, this is the path that I'm going to go. It's true. It's like words of affirmation when you plant Mm -hmm. those little seeds in your subconscious. Yeah. And did you find that some people were really supportive and other people were like, what are you thinking? You're going to lose your retirement. You're going (laughs) to, um, People were mostly support. I think they might've been surprised. Yeah. You know, there were some friends that were like, oh, wow, I, I never knew that's something you were interested yeah. in. You know, you've never really talked about this before, I think because it had been so long ago. Um, but overall, people were, were supportive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was able to look at the finances and kind of say, you know, make sure that we were in the financial state we needed mm-hmm. to be in. Um, and, and in addition to the voiceover, I also do um, some professional facilitation, communications facilitation okay. with, a, um, uh, with a firm out, in, out east. And, and I also do some teaching. So it was kind of, mm-hmm. how do I craft this kind of new path with these different things that I really enjoy and do yeah. put my effort and energy into the things that I really enjoy and not... Um, the things that I have to do. Because yes. I've done the things I've have, I have to do in the past. Mm-hmm. Did you have a, something you were moving towards, like a word, somebody I was talking to the other day said, you know, the word freedom kept popping up in my head or the word joy, or was there anything that you remember thinking, this is what I want to move towards? Um, I don't know if I had a word. I think I had some some feelings of, you know, I really kind of tried to isolate and, and think about what are those things that make me happiest? And, mm-hmm. and when I say happy, obviously we know that that's a, you know, that can be a fleeting state, but, but overall content. Yeah. And, and when I'm most on, mm-hmm. what are the things I'm doing and what's happening around me and how can I do more of that? Yes. Yeah. So as you got closer to leaving your job, did you feel like this excitement kind oh. of like you're starting a new chapter and definitely, definitely. Yeah. A lot of people from, you know, the organization that I was in was like, Oh, you're retiring. I'm like, you know, it really isn't. Um, 
you know, I had just turned 60 that year. What? So, oh my gosh. You don't, I thought you were my age. <laughs> oh my thank gosh. you. Thank you. And so that really, you know, so I guess probably because of my age, they were like, okay, you're retiring. And, yeah. but I was really looking at it as, you know what, I am making a choice to leave this environment because you need someone else that is going to be better for this role than me. Mm-hmm. And I need something else where I'm going to be better. And, um, it was time to learn something new. And so, um, yeah, I think I looked at it as what's this new step and this new path and how do I create this, you know, this new exciting, excuse me, direction. Yeah. I love how you said, um, that you're, you started taking classes and you're learning something new because if we're not learning, you kind of get stagnant after a while. And you were, you said you would be doing a disservice if you stayed at the job because somebody else could be better fitted for that position. Yeah, it really wasn't. Once I realized that, you know, I've always liked to challenge and, and, and a lot of my roles, I've been able to create the role and, Hmm. and this was no different. Um, but it was, it, there was just this sense inside that, you know, I helped this organization grow. We got to a point where we are attractive to investors, um, but what they need is not what is not here with me. And it, it's time for me to go. It's time for me to, to find something else. And yeah, that was incredibly exciting as mm-hmm. I was, as I was leaving to, to really embrace, you know, a whole new path. Yeah. When you took your first class and you're sitting, was it, was it a Zoom class, your very first one? Uh, My first acting class, I took acting classes for about three, three or four months in person. Mm -hmm. Um, But my first voiceover, yeah, was Zoom. And then most of my voiceover training and coaching has all been on Zoom. That's so cool. You can do it on Zoom. Isn't it? You have to be there in person. (laughs) Yeah. But when you were doing your first acting class after you left your job, were you just so excited? Did you feel like you were not qualified, underqualified? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was very excited. um, And I knew I had the freedom to try this. There was a sense of not intimidation, but like when I went there, everyone was a lot younger than me. Yeah. So, you know, here I am, you know, 60 and saying, okay, now I want to go down this acting path and, and really trying to get uh, a realistic frame around what would be, what would be realistic for me, you know, okay, I'm probably not going to go on and star in some (laughs) series and start, but, uh, you know, I want to do some commercials. I want to do um, I want to do things that I feel are reasonable and reachable yeah. um, and, you know, accessible for me. Um, and then as I started into voiceover, that just opened up actually ah. a, a huge amount of opportunities, um, partly because you can do it from a lot of it from home. I mean, I have a closet studio here. Uh-huh. I've got a studio in Chicago, so I can work wherever I am. Yeah. When you um, started your voiceover class, did you know you had a great voice or had like, can anybody do it or? Um, It does take a lot of training. I've actually, I've actually always felt like I had a very nasally voice. Okay. And um, 
So I was kind of, I, I, I didn't go in like, oh my gosh, I've got this awesome voice for voiceover. I really didn't. Yeah. I wanted to see how I could train and use my voice. Um, and since then, I've gotten a better sense of what types of things work best with my voice because uh-huh. I've got a deeper register and very, very Midwestern. Although I do like to do some characters and I do some New Yorkers as well. So <laughs> I do a couple different voices, but, um, you know, I, I really wanted to find out how to best use, understand and use my voice and what it matched best to. Yeah. Has it helped you find your voice, like metaphorically? Like, do you feel like you've kind of come out of your shell or figured out who you really are? Yeah, I think, yes, I think I, and I think part of that is the stage I am in life, you know, and, and looking back at lots of experiences and I have grown children now and, um, and, and I have the freedom and time to explore myself and get to know myself more. And um, yeah, the voiceover has been this great, exciting area to play around in um, and to, you know, test out and see where, what are the best fits for me and what can I do the most justice to as far as scripts. Yeah. And there's still a lot of stuff that I want to develop and, you know, I'd like to do some animation and some more characters. And so that's some additional training that I need to get to develop those, um, to develop, you know, more skills in that area. That is so cool. Do your, do people who know you really well, like your kids, do they say, mom, I know you would be perfect for this. You used to read books and create characters with your voice and. Yeah. And, and my friends too, cause I would always like to do different you know, accents and voices yeah, just you can playing around. <laughs> and so people, there are friends that are like, oh my gosh, yeah, what, you know, they know, they've heard my different voices goofing off. Um, my boys have been very supportive um, and have, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they tied it. I, sometimes I wonder, did they recognize or tie it back to the voice I used when I was reading to them? Or, uh-huh. But, but they're always very supportive and very proud of me. And yeah. that's been, that's been great. How about your husband? Is he ever like, don't use that voice with me? You're, you're doing your commercial <laughs> voice. <laughs> My um, husband says, don't use your podcasting voice with me. <laughs> no, he, um, we laugh about some. So there's one of the, I'm, I'm the voice for a, um, an educational series. Uh-huh. And um, so it's a real up voice. And so sometimes when I go, hello, because that's how a lot of the videos start <laughs> out. And if I say that, if I say hello like that, he's like, okay, don't, <laughs> don't use the math voice with me. <laughs> that is hilarious. No, I saw on your website, Jaguar and Burt's Bees. And have you done those commercials or is that what you do as a I guess audition or a yeah that was that was a demo so I've got a combination I've got some on my website I have some of the things that I've done for clients like the UI health commercials mm-hmm. um, that was actually um, that was actually for higher business and some other um, uh, web web based videos. Um, and but the Jaguar, that particular file is demo and really to provide that sample of how my voice, you know, the range of my vocal. It, your, vocal your range ability. is huge. Like, I mean, just those, comer- those little bits that I listen to. 
That's really cool. Thank you. And it sounds like some of this is creative work. Like you have to, I don't know, change your voice and change the pitch. And you do, you really do. Yeah. There's, um, for instance, the Jaguar, that's that sultry, luxurious. And so it's a deeper mm -hmm. register. It's closer to the microphone, kind of at a lower tone. Um, obviously, the Ashley Home Store, which is like, you know, sale going on now is, you yeah. know, is a lot further away from the microphone and, and more of a uh, hyped voice. There really is a lot to taking a script and, and especially in commercials, they're short scripts, uh -huh. looking at um, the emotion that needs to be expressed mm -hmm. and looking at how you communicate the words without um, what we call punching certain things, like punching words that, and this is the way, you know, so yeah. that because that announcery um, voice style is really not the vocal style. So a lot of it is more conversational and and mm -hmm. um, like my my kind of girl next door style from Burt's Bees or Whole Foods or, you know, where you're trying to connect with someone as, as you're having a conversation with mm -hmm. them. Um, but yeah, I've learned a lot about <clears throat> analyzing a 30 second script to yeah. determine how to best, um, how to best read and react to that. I have never thought about that. Like when you're talking about Jaguar and your voice is lower and sultry and, you know, I've just never picked up on that with commercials. I thought I was good at spotting, you know, with branding, the little tricks that they use to rope me in. But I've never thought about the voice. <laughs> it's so true. Because like the Whole Foods girl next door, you're like, yeah, I trust her. I'm going to go buy my groceries from that store. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting. As I got into voiceover, I started to listen to commercials on TV differently mm -hmm. and realize that I think probably 80% of commercials are voiced over to the action. Oh, you know, not yeah. a lot are fully acted out with the actors on camera speaking. There's so much, so there's so much opportunity, um, a lot of competition, a lot yeah. of competition, um, but voiceover also, there's a lot of, you know, with pandemic, a lot of companies were doing, um, started doing online training. And so they needed to voice over training modules. So there's a lot in e-learning. There's a lot of, you know, you look at YouTube, most of those videos are voiced over. So mm -hmm. there's a ton of opportunity and different types of work um, that you can get in the area. And part of it is just um, doing a whole lot of auditions. Yeah. Um, reaching out to a whole lot of people and, and friends and pushing stuff out um, to also get work, you know, directly through, through people that you know. And, and then there's uh, some freelance platforms mm -hmm. that I also work through as well. You seem to light up though, when you're talking about this. So I can tell that it's, you've kind of found your groove. Yeah, I, I love it. And it's, you know, in one way, it's like, man, why didn't I do this sooner? But you know what? I did it. I'm doing yeah. it. I'm, you know, building, building a career um, for some amount of time in this arena. And that makes me really happy. Yeah. And you seem to like the way all the mechanics of how things work, like you could teach it, you could help create modules, you could, you know, I can see. Yeah. You. Well, that's interesting that you say that because I also with my teaching, that's been something that I've also enjoyed is I like helping people to get their ahas about something mm -hmm. that I know about. 
And so I could see down the road, you know, doing kind of combining the teaching and the voiceover piece to help others who are newer and getting into the industry. So that's a great yeah. idea. Thank you. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, helping women find their voice too, yes. just like you've, yes. you know, shoved it to the side for years. And um, I had another guest on Suzanne Kingsbury and she talked about writing and how she had this other career, this desk job and writing for her was like the boy next door. Mm -hmm. And when she finally like went back to the boy next door, that's when she, she knew she'd arrived. Yeah. I think as women, so often we do tend to push things aside um, because I think, or at least, you know, I guess of my generation too, um, I'll speak from that perspective. I think we, you know, in, in my generation, the working women, you focused on trying to have it all. You know, mm -hmm. I want to, I'm going to be this corporate exec and I'm raising kids and I want to make sure they're involved and enriched and all of that. And, you know, these other things that I'd really like to do, I'm going to put that over here because I don't have time for it. Or yeah. I feel like, um, you know, there's so, well, that I feel like there is so much involved with raising children. I mean, yes. it just, they, um, you know, if you're doing it well, it takes a lot of time and energy. Um, and so it's hard sometimes to then find that extra time for those things that you want to do. And I think as, as women, it's, it's easy for us to, to push those aside or say, I'll do that later. Or I just can't, you know, I, I can't do that because I have to focus on these things. Mm -hmm. And I encourage women to just take a baby step. I mean, if you take an online class, it takes a few hours a week. But then if you look at how often, how many hours a week we're on social media, <laughs> yes. I mean, really, or how many hours a week you waste time doing something else. Um, and my daughter, she's very, um, you know, self-driven because she's a nine-year-old. So she'll say, I don't like when you're on your computer. I don't like when you're doing yoga. But I try to teach her like this is I, I am I am a person and I feel pulled towards yoga and I'm going to be a nicer person when I do what fills me up. Yes, <laughs> I think that's so important as, as mothers that, you know, if I am doing things that are enriching me and making me happy, I'm going to be a better mother for you. Mm -hmm. I've yeah. got more to give um, in a better way that that helps you and adds value to your life. Yeah. And then same thing with your work. I encourage people to keep learning. And if you get to a point where you're not learning and you feel like your values are going this way and the company's values are going this way, then you have to really discern whether you need to stay. How long did your discernment process take? Did you spend like a year doing it or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I would say to people, give yourself a year, or a year plus. If you're when you really hit that point where you're like, okay, what's next? This is not, um, something's not right inside. Something's not fitting right or feeling right. I think it's, people need to realize or women need to realize that it, it's okay that it takes a year, year and a half, sometimes two years, because part of the process, I, I think initially needs to be kind of introspective mm -hmm. and kind of looking at okay, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? What's not fitting that maybe was fitting before? Yeah. And then kind of that whole thing around um, when I am feeling best at what I do or most on, 
what am I doing? What's, what are other people doing? What's happening around me? And starting to explore those things to say, to maybe even get clues on what's next. Because sometimes, sometimes we don't have that dream that we just pull out and say, oh yeah, yeah. I want to go back to this. Sometimes it's like this, where I am is not working and fitting real well, but I'm not sure what's next. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we feel stuck. You know, like, I don't, yes. what else am I going to do? I don't know. Right. And so do you have any advice for women who are like, I don't remember any dreams from when yeah. I was younger? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, being very introspective, like, like I just talked about, and then also um, talking with other people that you admire, Yeah, and, you know, that other women that you admire that have, um, that you see as accomplished in certain areas and understanding from them how they got to their path and understand, mm -hmm. you know, what they found um, helped them. I think that can also help that process um, with yourself in mm -hmm. kind of starting to identify, okay, what might be um, a fit for me? And especially based on the individual, they can also help kind of question you or probe mm -hmm. you in a way that helps to bring up some things that, that maybe you hadn't thought about. Yeah, exactly. And I tell people just, you, people love to talk about themselves. So just <laughs> ask somebody about their job, ask them, did you have somebody who was an actress that you talked to or an actor? Um, more of my contacts were in um, the, the business world and kind of communications world. Um, so I didn't really have someone uh, what's that was in acting that I was talking to mm -hmm. as I was thinking about it. It's interesting that after, as I made that decision, I started meeting, you know, finding uh, people yes. or meeting people, you know, that you would have a conversation with and they're like, Oh yeah, I, you know, I act and I do commercials and I do, or yeah, I've been doing voiceover for 20 years or so it's, it's kind of like that thing. Like when you, when you buy a car and then you once you buy that car, you see that car everywhere. Yes, you know, and the, the teacher so. appears when you're ready. Yeah, or teachers. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's funny with this podcast. I feel like every guest who's been on here is like a teacher for something for me, and pro hopefully for the guests too. I mean, for the listeners too. But yeah, it's it's so cool to see how everybody has this little nugget of wisdom or many nuggets of wisdom, and yeah. they share them. And sometimes it's taking different nuggets from different people um, and then, you know, kind of putting them together. And, and I think um, getting those nuggets from people helps you to look at, um, look at maybe some things you've, you know, you know, and you've looked at before in a different way and uh -huh. kind of see things differently. Um, and I think that, you know, I relate it back to uh, in graduate school, our uh, professor gave us these little um, prisms and you would turn them and it was all about perspective that, yeah. you know, if you turn it and the light shines through it in a different angle, you see things a different way. And I've mm -hmm. kept that little prism just to remind me of, of how to look at some things that I think I, I know so well or things I've done and see them a little differently. Oh, I love that. I love that. When you got your first paid, like your first check or however they paid you for your first thing. Tell me about that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So my first, um, my first commercial paid opportunity was for this health system. And, um, 
it was what was really cool for that one too was that I used to lead marketing communications for that health system. Oh wow! So that was really cool to now come back and then lend my voice um, to the to that. Um, add to those commercials because it was very personal and very connective. Uh Um, The first time that I also quoted, you know, as far as the professional rates that always, I felt like, okay, here's and here's how much for broadcast rights. And, and they're like, okay. Yeah. You know, so it's sometimes, I think sometimes the first time you ask for something in that, that arena, uh-huh. it's oh my gosh, what are they going to say? And it was fine. Yeah. And that was not only to, to record that, um, those spots, but then to hear them on TV uh-huh. and go, oh my gosh, I actually had some people call me who were like, was that you? That's so funny. Yeah. And it's so validating when you get the first job. And my friend um, is in commercial real estate, but he's always loved writing. And he wrote a piece and submitted it to an outdoor magazine about being with his grandfather on a farm. And he said, Hope, that $200 I got for that article meant more to me than all my paychecks put together for this other job. (laughs) Yes, it does. I mean, that is like the biggest check or, you know, it feels so big to you um, because it's this first big accomplishment in this new path. Yeah. So what's a day-to-day like work day like for you? How do do you do it? Um, I, so being a marketer, I Uh built a marketing plan. So, (laughs) and I try to follow my marketing plan to, um, to build and grow my business. Um, I, I look at, you know, I have a couple of platforms that I, um, that I both audition on and that I get work from. And so I'm always checking to see, uh-huh. okay, are there any offers that came in this morning? You know what? And then lay out, okay, I need to spend X amount of time to record and edit. Cause I also do my editing. Oh, wow. Um, so I have to edit all, you know, get the breaths out, things like that. Um, and in order to turn back a clean file. And then I dedicate a certain amount of time to um, essentially marketing to um, my either my Facebook page or mm-hmm. trying to get out um, other trying to 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 do direct marketing to other contacts that might you know be looking for um, mm-hmm. voices. And so um, I just kind of take each week at a time and kind of see what's there that's come in. What else do I need to do? to continue to move my business forward. I like that. Do you, so if you see a job that looks interesting, is this hours or days that it would take to? Um, a lot of times it's, well, so when you see opportunities for auditions, mm-hmm. um, it's getting that audition as quick as possible. Oh, and okay. Because what happens is, especially on some of these platforms where different um, uh different companies may put a request for someone. And so they get, you know, 50 auditions. Well, if you're number 49, they're likely not going to listen to that. So seeing, as I see those opportunities that are the best fit, trying Mm -hmm. to get those in as quickly as possible, um, because I know there's a better likelihood of someone listening, actually even listening to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then 
reaching out to others, to other, you know, some of my direct business, it's, you know, I use like LinkedIn to put out some, I do a, um, I actually do a healthcare podcast. And so I'll push those out on LinkedIn or push things out so people can see and get a sense of what I'm doing in case an opportunity comes up. Yeah. That, you know what we need? Um, we need a voice artist for whatever, for this web, you know, for this explainer video mm-hmm. or for a promotional ad. I didn't, so you have a healthcare podcast. I didn't know that. I do. Well, I do. A, I am a host for a healthcare podcast um, that's produced by um, Modern Healthcare. And I'm the host for their um, sponsored podcast, Healthcare Insider. That's cool. Yeah. So I, it's really, it's through them. I'm just the, I'm the voice you know, Mm -hmm. the host and, and interview the guest on it. Gotcha. Have you found a tribe of people who are kind of doing what you're doing? Yes. Um, Yeah. In fact, one of the things when I really started getting into voiceover and kind of looking at, okay, how do I get myself trained? How do Mm -hmm. I learn about this? The ins and outs. I found a group um, that's um, it's a, it's a, voice artist that's been doing this for about 15 years and he's kind of structured this group and it's like this this cohort um and one of the things that they do is provide they have a lot of um training you know video-based training that really goes from soup to nuts so Mm -hmm. so you know performance um the technical part because the technical aspect is pretty huge yeah I had no idea. I'd never edited audio before. That's a lot. Um, I actually edited audio back in college when you used to splice tapes and oh. put them back together. <laughs> That's how old I am. But, um, you know, all of it is digital, um, digital editing, um, understanding marketing, how to market for, ah, yes. um, for opportunities. So that's been a really helpful group and a community of people where you can throw a question out to that community and say, Hey, you know, I just got this offer. This person's looking for this or that, and here's what they want to pay or, you know, mm-hmm. how did, what do you think? Yeah. I like that. Find people who are doing what you want to do or the, even things that you're just interested in and ask mm-hmm. questions and just dip your toe in the water. Yeah, and the more you can talk to people who've been doing it and get, you know, some of the ins and outs and, you know, maybe not make some of the mistakes that they made, make some other ones probably, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, just learn and, and grow from um, people that have been doing what you wanna do. Yeah. This is exciting. I love hearing about somebody starting a new chapter and just going for it. And, and you, you seem to be loving it. So it's so inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, one thing I love is it's, it's, it gives me the independence because I can build my schedule. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, I can do it around my time and I can do it, you know, if I'm in Chicago, if I'm in Telluride, I have flexibility. Yeah. And if you would decide to take a month off, you can. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I love it. So where can our guest find you? Um, CamilleBaxterVoice.com. And y'all should go That's listen. It. it really is. It's ear candy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love that. Ear candy. <laughs> any other advice or any other tips for our listeners? Um, 
I would just say, you know, really take that time to um, to think about um, what really drives you or what would drive you, um, and don't um, don't get discouraged. Don't feel like you have to find it, you know, right away, mm-hmm. um, because it 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 does take time. And don't feel like if you don't have this long held dream of I've always wanted to do this, that you know you can't find what that next thing is that you're looking for um, that that's really going to fulfill you. Yeah. And don't let age stop you either. And don't let age stop you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, Camille. Thank you so much, Hope. Great to be here. I love the conversation. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. If you like this podcast and think someone else could benefit, please share it. I'd also love for you to write a review on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify or Apple. And lastly, if you would like more of the same, come over to my website, hopethepa.com. Thank y'all for listening.